What if the service you provide is so great that your customers cannot wait to tell people about it? They become your company's raving fans and they are literally driving business your way. Hi there. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast, Airing It Out with AirVent. My name is Paul Shelsey. I host AirVent's Attic Ventilation Ask the Expert seminars offered every winter to residential roofing professionals all across North America since 1998. Word of mouth referrals from past customers can be quite powerful. And while there are a variety of ways to generate sales leads, including pay for programs, it's hard to top the weight a past customer's recommendation can carry. Frequently during our seminars, the topic of let your reputation speak for itself surfaces. To help us explore deeper into creating quality leads through word of mouth referrals, let's welcome to the podcast, Drew Cope, owner of Cope Construction and Renovation in Cochranville, Pennsylvania. Hello, Drew, and welcome to the show. Hey, Paul, great to speak with you again. My team and I really appreciated the knowledge you dropped at the AirVent Estes Expert Seminar we attended, and I've been using that information ever since as we walk through new clients through ventilation considerations, as we evaluate their homes for a new roof, and we diagnose ventilation challenges that are causing problems in the attic. I can't say enough about your workshops for contractors. Just phenomenal. Great job with all that. Thank you so much, Drew. Very kind of you. Appreciate that feedback. We, we enjoy doing the seminars and it's helpful when contractors like yourself share with us to add extra credibility to the program. In fact, Drew, as I was preparing for our conversation today, I recalled with a smile how I met you in 2020 at the AirVent Seminar in Malvern, just outside of Philadelphia. Just a few minutes after that seminar ended, you came up to me and you asked if we could record a selfie video clip with your phone highlighting the main benefits of attic ventilation. It caught me off guard just a little bit, uh, but I think it turned out well, and I believe it's helped you uh, with your customers. Absolutely. It was it was kind of fun to invite you to go off script. And yes, that 90-second <laughs> mini, mini video interview has opened the doors for multiple conversations. Uh, I was just in a house this week where the client was concerned about increasing heat on the second floor and he thought maybe his power fan had failed in the attic so he paid us a diagnostic fee. I went out to meet with him. The power fan was right next to the ridge vent so of course it's recirculating right there uh, and sure enough it had failed uh, but it, it's uh, they have a center vent vinyl soffit and it's got solid plywood above it so just double bad we had another family contact us over the winter they'd hired a roofer last summer to replace the shingles that roofer added a shingle over ridge system to a system that previously had gable vents and a power fan in the middle with very minimal soffit ventilation it was vented soffit but again piece of plywood up there with a couple of four four inch by four inch holes and a couple of one inch holes drilled occasionally nowhere near enough of that net free area that you talk about so often and uh, then it gets worse the roofer said, well, hey, I can add some insulation to the attic, and he put insulation in, but no baffles to allow the air to flow through, blocked what little soffit ventilation they were getting. The power fan was no longer pulling from the right areas because it was recirculating at the ridge. They had several ice dams over the winter. We made a couple of recommendations. They wound up hiring us to make the corrections, and we were to solve the problem for them. But that all started with that Ask the Expert seminar and helping us to understand what was really going on and how to diagnose this. 
I love hearing those stories of finding the mistake and then fixing it, Drew. What Drew just explained for our listeners uh, are examples of what we go over in the uh, seminar. So, so th- awesome, Drew. Thank you for sharing that. Love hearing the fixes that you're able to uh, make happen in the field. Drew, so many members of the roofing industry have shared with AirVent the power of lead generation through referrals doing the project you were hired to do so well that the customer chooses to tell other people. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about roofing contractors and remodelers. We also hear from home builders, home inspectors, insulation contractors, even architects. They all have customers and they've shared with us the power of referrals. I know for COPE construction and renovation, it's been extremely beneficial, Drew. In some of our back and forth correspondence, you have shared with me, Drew, that you call past customers our loyal tribe of raving fans. And you said it all begins with providing outstanding service on the front end. Drew, can you please explain for our listeners what is outstanding service as you see it and Will it automatically produce referrals and raving fans? <laughs> Absolutely, Paul. Let, uh, let me rewind back to 2015. I posted an image on our Facebook business page with a quote that read, successful companies provide an amazing customer service experience to get customers to become a brand advocate who will promote your store. And with that image, I quoted Tony Robbins. He said, raving fans are critical to a growing business. If you've ever researched the principles behind the full immersive experience that Disney creates in their theme parks from the the line into the ride, like the whole thing is is an experience, right? You'll know that Walt Disney spoke in similar terms as he tried to set the vision for his company so many years ago. So what is outstanding customer service? In in some regions, if you just answer the phone, that's good enough. Um, Now, for us, we we break it down in in five areas. Uh, We call these our core values or our five core strategies that we teach our team that when we onboard you, when we hire you, these are the things you're responsible for in making sure that our customers absolutely love everything about our company. The first one is what I just mentioned. Timely communication is paramount. All emails and calls get returned within 24 hours except on a Sunday. Um, Inbound Facebook communication requests are responded to within the hour. We anticipate and meet the needs of the customer before they ask. If we have to reschedule an appointment, we know their first question is going to be what, Paul? What's their first question going to be? Availability. Right. Price? So when, when, when's the new appointment? Well, yeah. if you already know that that's going to be their question, why don't you preemptively answer that when you say, hey, we have to reschedule, right? Right. We always book a 15 to 20 minute estimated time window. We try to have the guys show up five minutes early for the appointments. Um we always call the customer right away if we're not going to arrive on time. The field staff calls the office staff. The office staff calls the customer. Hey, he got held up on a job. He'll be there at this time. Is that all right? The most common, most frequent complaint we hear from customers is that other contractors don't return calls and don't show up for scheduled appointments. And I pray that our customers will never say that about us. We have people calling. I have called eight contractors. I've let eight, eight, seven voicemails talk to one guy. They all promised to call back. None of them did that. Paul, that's strategy number one. Strategy number two, work ethic has to be impeccable. And when I hire people, I will not hire you if you're trucking a truck. I am going to hire people who are serious about doing good work. 
everything we do with is, is honesty and integrity. Now, every contractor says honesty and integrity. I get it. Okay. My guy, tell my guys, we're going to show up to work like this is a calling. This is a mission. This is an assignment rather than a job that we show up to work like the NFL quarterback showing up to the Super Bowl, pumped and ready to give 110% every day. We ask our employees to try to exceed expectations in every regard. Go the extra mile. Do everything with excellence. Don't cover up him and him and damage up. Oh, can't see it from my house. Taillight warranty. Um, no, no, we're going to fix that. And if, if we need to do a change or we will, but my goal was always to throw in one freebie on every job as a happy surprise to the customer. And the goal was no callbacks. And I'll tell you this fun story we had. Uh, a flooring contractor hired me. He had he'd gotten a job to put flooring through a dining room, living room, continuous. There was a half wall dividing those two spaces that the couch is sat up against. And the customer wanted the half wall gone. The flooring guy didn't want to do it. He called me, hired us to do it. We gave him a price. While I'm there doing the half wall, I go to use the customer's powder room. The door doesn't lock. You can't latch the door. I'm using the customer's powder room. I'd like to close and latch the door. Sure. Um, so before the end of the day, I went out to my truck and I grabbed a Phillips head screwdriver and I came and I simply adjusted the strike plate. It took me less than two minutes to fix that. I didn't say anything. I didn't mention it to the customer. I had no conversation. I just fixed it because it was the right thing to do. And we left that evening. He called the flooring guy and relayed this to him and said, did you know that my guy <laughs> he was shocked. And yes. then the flooring guy called me and said, dude, you made me look like a rock star. So it was <laughs> the guy who was subcontracting me in, right? I don't do a lot of sub work, but the flooring guy was thrilled. The customer was thrilled. The customers called us back for more things. How do you, that's what we're talking about with that impeccable work ethic. I like it. And, we emphasize, uh, you know, we're trying to work efficiently, smarter, not harder on our efforts with our team, slow down, speed up, you know, consolidate trust, shopping trips, don't be silly, um, and really value and honor our team members. So we get that, that, that they're able to give their, their task a hundred percent. And we never ask our guys to do anything that, that I'm not willing to do. I was up in a crawl space, cleaning a small crawl space the other day. So it's kind of like, it's, it's a team effort. So that's, yeah. that's two work ethic is impeccable. Number three, if you really want to, you know, Create raving fans. That's what we talk about, our loyal driver raving fans. If you want people who are going to be feel have such an outstanding customer service experience that they feel compelled to tell the world, uh, strategy number three is you got to collaborate like a solutions-oriented dream team. Our guys have to work together. Um, we, talk, we say this all the time. Here's a big one. Guard each other's times and batch requests to minimize constant interruptions. So my office staff, you know, we're not going to go every time we have a question to somebody, we're not going to go to them with that one question. We're going to wait till we have two or three, and then we're going to, you know, make that interruption to have that conversation. And the same thing with the customer. The customer doesn't want you coming down every three minutes about their bathroom or their kitchen renovation. Well, what do you want this year? Do you want make a list, grab the customer, do a five or 10 minute meeting, go through the whole list and then quit because they're a lot of them today. They're working from home. Well, they don't want right. to be interrupted all the time. Yes. Um, so we want to try to, you know, do those kind of things that we're working smart. Uh, focus sense. on this is huge, Paul. Focus on solutions. How many times have you had somebody in your employee come to you and say, Paul, we got a problem. What if you could train your team to say, Paul, I saw this and I think this is the right solution. Are you cool with that? That's huge, right? Well, yes. We can train our guys to do that. You know, our, our change order form that our guys filled out. Dear customer, while working on your home, we discovered this. That could be a problem because of this. We are recommending this. Here's the cost to do that. And, you know, it's all solution oriented and uh, the guys working together. So uh, we very try, and also the last thing on that is to really try to be very considerate and understanding of um, 
each person, you know, give everybody the benefit of the doubt when if someone's having an off day, you know, give them credit for that, right? Uh, and we do the same thing uh, with our customers. So those are our first three. Are you ready for two more? I am, please. Okay. All right, strategy number four. Everything we want to do is to foster a healthy work environment through stewardship. And we take this in two different realms, right? Um, one is we tell our guys, look, you know, you can't smoke in the customer's job site. You can't wash out your paintbrushes in the customer's kitchen sink. I saw a drywall contractor doing that. I cringed. I told my real estate agent who had me in looking at something. I was like, look, do you see what he's doing in the customer's brand new kitchen sink? Uh, no. <laughs> um, Stop. <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. Be clean with stuff. So I tell the guy, there's nothing worse than a contractor throwing cigarette butts in the customer's front yard. You know, my roofing crews, guys. If you smoke, go out to your truck and put it in the ash trainer truck. Do not leave it. Like I have fired subcontractors because their guys were smoking cigarettes in the customer's front yard. The customer doesn't want to see it. They don't want to pick up the butts. Their kids don't want to see it. Keep it clean. That's one of the things that we do. Uh, there's no cursing. There's no using God's name in vain. There's, you know, we, we, we remember family friendly soccer mom with three kids. She doesn't want to hear it. Be respectful of those kind of things. And that's also for each other. As a staff, my guys, you know, have some deeply held religious views and, and don't want to be around that type of garbage. In fact, we just got a new electrician on staff from a company that's all they did was bicker and fight and, and just the vulgarity was horrendous and coming to a clean work environment. But that does more than just help the customer out. I feel like as a healthy work environment that we feel mentally ready to come to work, excited to come to work, not dreading those conversations. And then the, the other piece to that stewardship is not our personal health, but also the, the physical tools. Take care of the trucks. Take care of the tools. Don't throw junk around. Make sure the oil's full. Keep the tires aired up. Um, it just does, you take care of the things that God has blessed us with and, and don't squander it. Don't waste it. So last one on, on, on this topic, our five things that we yes. ask our team um, is guys, we want to dominate the local home improvement marketplace. And that is a term from Grant Cardone's 10X book. If you haven't read it, get the audio book. It's worth it. Um, but how can we train our brains to think bigger and really dominate? We need to be willing to do what our, com what our competition is unwilling to do to better serve our clients. And that can be, um, just the way that we're going to take care of their home, that we're going to go the extra mile to put the shoe booties on and drop the drop claws and clean up the house. How many clients say, my house was cleaner when you left than when you got here? How did you do that? Uh, when we do drywall in a kitchen and we're, we're putting plastic down over everything, I don't, I don't want to have to clean up. Do you know how long cleanup takes? I would much rather prep, have everything land on plastic and drop cloths bag that stuff up and carry it out and do the least amount of vacuuming possible. Um, and, and those types of strategies, you know, being, having our, our social media team on top of that stuff, being all over the Facebook message boards. And I'm sure we'll talk to about that in a little bit more uh, coming up, but we want to become the most reputable contractor in this region. And how are we going to do it? We're going to do it by wowing our customers, creating such an outstanding customer service experience that they feel compelled to tell the world. I love it, Drew. I made some notes listening to you explain this. Thank you for sharing all that. First of all, that brand advocate strategy. Yeah, you wow the customer. They become advocates for COPE. And that's that's a great thing. I, I love that. Drew, you mentioned about the phone. I read an article answering the telephone. I read an article not that long ago. And the contractor said, if I simply answer the phone in a timely manner, I am ahead of, which was disappointing for me to read, but it's the real world. I am ahead of much of my competition. Yeah, answer the phone. So I love that. And then the collaboration. I love listening to that, Drew, and, and kind of pulling all the questions together, more, more efficient, more use of, better use of time. Great stuff, Drew. Great stuff. 
Paul, let's help the contractor who's the one-off guy by himself, all right? Because uh, that was me at one point. It was me and my wife, and we were eight hours a day on the job site and three hours at night in the office, right? I would do the marketing, she did the bookkeeping. As we tried to grow, how did we do that? Well, the first step was I hired a skilled guy to help me in the field, which freed my wife to take over the office, okay? So she's working in the office. Well, now she can answer the phone instead of me answering on the job site. That was transition one. Um, and then transition two is we got more field staff going. It's like, okay, well, can we get a part-time administrator, a mom who puts the kids on the bus at seven in the morning, has nothing to do in the middle of the day and has to have be home for the kids by two o'clock. Could I hire a mom for like five hours, five days a week, just to help me answer the phone, return phone calls and free Tracy to do estimates, bids, other things. And that was the start. And I can walk you through the whole thing, but that was the start of how we grew from me answering the cell phone on the job site to and there's answering services. There's a thing called Pink Callers, C-A-L-L-E-R-S, where you can get uh, an answering service that'll help you pre-screen customers, ask for photos in advance that they're really good with working with contractors. So guys, if you're working by yourself and you're the one-man job and you say, there's no way I can answer the phone return calls, it's time to start looking at how you need to raise your prices and hire help. Thank you, Drew, for sharing that. Thank you very much. Drew, beyond delivering outstanding service, which you very thoroughly just shared with us what that means. Thank you. Is there anything else a business can do to motivate past customers to give a referral? Now, now Drew, what you just went through, I mean, that's going to motivate almost everybody, I would think. But is, is there anything else we're not thinking about that would motivate Mr. Smith, Mrs. Smith to generate a referral? Absolutely. So we, we talked about what my team's going to do. Okay. But now let's talk into some of your business practices, right? Uh, when I was in uh, network marketing profession for a while, one of the things they often said was what you win them with is what you win them to. I'll say that again. What you win them with is what you win them to. If you win somebody your company with free gimmies and giveaways and low prices and discount this and free that, um, that's what they're going to be expecting, right? And that's what they're going to promote to their friends. Hey, wait till he's doing a 10% off sale, right? I see. Okay. So if you win to them with referrals, it's much easier to get them to give referrals. Mm -hmm. So make referrals and reviews a central theme in your marketing and in your sales process. If you okay. have a sales process, get one. <laughs> Someone calls in. Part of the pre-qualification process for a potential client in our office is to ask them if they've read our reviews. Have they watched our videos? Uh, or maybe we're, after they tell us about their project, they send us some pictures. My staff and I will say, hey, send them this video playlist on YouTube, send them this photo before and after photo, and get them some links to some very specific project-related stuff uh, that's going to show them that we are the experts and we can solve their specific problem. And here's examples of how we've solved that problem for other customers before. And when we send them to those videos and those reviews from similar completed work, what we win them with is what we win them to. They're going to see the value, right? And I'll get to the back to that in a second. Sure. Once we finish pre-qualification, they're going to pay us a proposal fee for us to come out and write up the scope of work. And then we future pace them. We say something like, now, Paul, what would have to happen in this bathroom and with the renovation process for you to be so completely thrilled with the outcome that you felt compelled to tell the world? Paul, what would that look like for you? What would an outstanding renovation experience be like? Meet, meet my design ideas that we have for the renovation of the bathroom, make it look better than it is today, improve mm -hmm. it, update it. Right. Any, anything else that would really just make your life easier during this process, during the upheaval that's going to be taking place in your home? 
Can you be quick? <laughs> well, not if you want it done right. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll give you a real life example. Okay, this Thank is a you. response that I did. So, so maybe I had that conversation with a customer, and then I'm yes. going to kind of recapture that back to them. So, Paul, if we return your calls, if we show up when we say we will, if we keep your house clean, if we knock off for lunch at one thirty, because that's when your infant's going to take a nap, if we create a beautiful space for you. Would you be willing to leave us a five-star review online and maybe record, like, say, a 90-second short video testimonial for us when we're done? Would you be willing to do that, Paul? I sure would, yes. Awesome. That sales technique is called future pacing. Future? Pacing. P-A-C. Yep, future pacing. Because what we want is we want to set the expectation. If I accomplish this, are you willing to do this? And And I'm already thinking about Yes, I'm already thinking about that. And then the first day on the job site, when they're like, wow, you guys are working really, this is coming out great. I'm like, I want you to grab a notepad and I want you to start a list of the things that stick out to you. Because when it comes time to leave me that review at the end, <laughs> all right, what I'm, I'm making the assumption, I'm future pacing. When it comes time for you to leave that review for us at the right. end, I want you to have good notes of all the things you really appreciated about this outstanding customer service experience that we're providing you that makes you feel compelled to tell the world. I like it. That's okay? awesome. Yeah. All right. So my best tip for getting your team to take outstanding care of your clients is to make sure that you as an employer are taking great care of your team. We have something we call an employee first policy here. And in the day and age when employers are alienating their staff, they're calling ma- causing massive turnover, we have made the decision to take great care of our customers by ensuring that we retain and grow our amazing staff. So we work really hard to show our guys that we trust them. We empower them to make decisions. We want team members who have what's called an owner's mindset that comes out of the new testament scripture but there's a a story about the owner's mindset versus the hired hand the hired hand when the wolf comes and and wants to attack the sheep the hired hand says see i'm out of here i ain't getting paid enough for this right the owner's mindset the shepherd is going to take care of those sheep right so we want guys that understand what self-reliance personal responsibility personal discipline and a solid work ethic are and a little appreciation as the employer goes a long way and it motivates our team to bring their very best to the task at hand each and every day. So that's, that's got it. That right there, Paul, has got to be my, my, my best tip. Are you ready for another one? I am. I love these right. tips. What if you empower your team in the field? Cause you as the owner can't be on every job. You know, maybe you get there at the end to collect a check, or maybe you have one of your guys bring it back in an envelope. What if you could empower your guys to ask for reviews? But my guys are shy. My guys don't talk. My guys don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. what if I could give you a tool that your guys could use to ask for that review? So we have a sheet that we give to our clients at the end of the job, and it, it, it says thank you at the top, and it lists all of our employees, and there's a script that our guys can follow to ask the client for review. So, Paul, can we kind of role play something with you where you're going to be the client? Yes. And I'll be the contractor as we sort of uh, finish up, let's say, let's say we're, we're talking about roofing. Let's Let's talk about roofing, all right? Yeah, let's do it. Paul, it was it was great meeting you. I'm glad you got allowed us to uh, come out here and serve you and, and get this new roof on your house for us. Can I ask you, how did you hear about us, Paul? We heard about you, Drew, from a neighbor who you your team worked on their roof, and they told us about it once we expressed that we need a new roof soon. Awesome. Was there something specific that they said stood out about what we did for them? They did say that you were very timely to respond, and you took care of their needs. Awesome. So when you heard our name, did you get online and read any of the five-star reviews from your friends and neighbors here on Facebook or on Google Maps or check out any of the videos on our YouTube page? I did not personally, but my wife did. And then she, she, she shared with me over dinner some of the things that she came across. 
So what role do you think those reviews and our videos maybe had on your decision to hire us over, say, someone else? I was ready to hire you just based on the word of mouth referral, but the, 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 the additional resources influenced my wife's view of your team. So they were impactful. So it sounds like she really appreciated that we had those resources out there then. Yes. So, Paul, did you have a good experience with our team? I did. I did, Drew. Now, how is that? I'm out here in the field. How was my office staff to work with, Diane and Jenny and those people? How did they do? They did good. They, they did well. Responsive. Yeah. Yes. So what would you say was the best part of this renovation for you? The outcome looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. The timeliness of the project was good. We're happy. Awesome. So, Paul, I'd like to, you know, we got to get up to the next job, but I want to hand you one of our thank you letters. It's just a quick note thanking you for hiring our team and inviting us to help you maintain and improve your home. And down here at the bottom, we've included a couple links to our reviews because we know that right now there's another homeowner just like you who is searching for a contractor they can trust. And your review could be the nudge they need to help choose our team. So I'm going to circle the names on the sheet of everybody in our staff who worked on your project this week. And if any of us stood out to you as providing outstanding service, I, I want to ask you to do me a favor. Um, could I invite you to mention some of us by name in your review? Sure. We, we could do that, Drew. It's any time that I get mentioned or one of these guys here gets mentioned in a review, they, the, the staff, the office, they give us a little extra bonus in our check at the end of the week. So I would really appreciate it if you remembered <laughs> me and the other guys when you post that online and maybe take a photo of the finished roof. You know, would you consider doing that, Paul? We could do that. It's easy enough to do. We'll do that. Great. Hey, is it okay if we left that sign in the yard for a couple of days? We'll come, we'll come by and pick it up next week. Absolutely. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Paul, thanks so much. We really appreciate getting a chance to work on your roof. You're welcome. Thank you. And scene. So, Paul, what did you hear? I like hear? that, Drew. That was neat. That was neat. What did, you, what, what did you hear in that role play? I heard, I heard several things. First of all, you made it pretty easy, even though we were pretending and it was on the spot for me. You made it pretty easy to me, for me to want to do the referral. I mean, I, I don't have a project working on, but you, you made it very easy for me to take the next steps. So that's right. big. Because when I hear referral, sometimes I think laziness might kick in, laziness on the homeowner's part. So you made it easy. I think it's a big hurdle. And you made it sound rewarding because in this case, I made it up. My wife was researching. So there's going to be a future customer out there that might benefit from this information. So we're, you're just kind of passing it on, if that sounds appropriate. Yep. Yeah. And, and I'm going to encourage guys listening to this and, and contractors, ladies, whoever you are, go back and listen to that piece again. But let's 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 highlight a couple of pieces. One, I was collecting yeses. If you go back and re-listen to that, how many times did I get the customer to say yes? And I didn't get, there wasn't a ton, but there was a couple. It was it, yeah. the principle of reciprocity where, hey, we did such a great job on your roof. Would you do me a favor and would you help your neighbors, right? We're giving you that, that onus of giving back a little bit, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, and again, we're just future pacing. And then, you know, I sometimes the guys will say, and Diane's going to send you an email and the links will be in there as well. So that, you know, again, making it simpler. Lawyers will tell you, never ask a question you don't already know the answer to. I know how my customers found us. We have it on the intake form. But when I'm on a sales call, when I'm collecting the final check, I always ask both times. So how did you hear about us? It's a great conversation starter. And I'm, I'm future pacing. I'm setting the tone for, all right? Yes. Future pacing. I like that very much. True. I can already tell that you're going to rank it pretty high. But for our listeners, where would you rank re- word of mouth referrals in the pile of ways to get leads. 
We are presently handling, last couple of years, give or take, roughly speaking, 900 inbound requests a year, 900 inbound leads. I'm not paying for those. Those are just you know people calling us because of word of mouth. 90, uh, I'll say 95% of them saw us on a Facebook message board. If you're familiar with the local community group, my town name community group on Facebook, or the, the local school district moms group on Facebook, whatever that is, yes. people get in there all the time and say, who do you recommend who's reasonable, who will return a phone call to put in a concrete sidewalk for me or whatever it might be. And then 50 neighbors, you know, throw the names of their husband, brother, sister, you know, whoever the contractor is in their family. And you can tell who the spouses are, who are promoting right and then you get a couple genuine clients customers that say oh this person did really well and you know people aren't dumb they know who it's the family member referring you they know who are genuine clients so we have our loyal tribe of raving fans and the way you become a member of the loyal tribe of raving fans is usually we catch you promoting us or tagging me on facebook and then i go in with a very standard you know Thanks for the recommendation. Here's a link to our reviews. We've been serving you since this long. Boom, 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 boom. Here's how to contact our team. Here's our office hours. Here's our brand promise that we will return your phone call within 24 hours. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. So of those 900, 95% saw us on Facebook, the other 5% YouTube or our website or a Google search or whatever it might be, right? So Google hasn't, we hired a web company. We're still trying to develop that. But again, 95% word of mouth. Of those 900 requests, 25% of the people will not send us photos. Part of our pre-qualification process, if you don't have one, get one. Part of that pre-qualification process is you have to send us photos of your project so that we can look at it ahead of time. 20% just don't do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Just to make sure we're a good fit for you as much as anything else. And once you send us those photos, we're going to give you a, a virtual ballpark, an estimate. A, 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 your project won't cost any – I want to put a deck on the back of my house. That deck at that size with those materials won't be any less than $35,000. I wanted to build it for $5,000. God bless you. Um, so we knock out another 25% through that virtual estimate, and they ghost us after we give them a ballpark price. That's good because I didn't spend my time going out and tap dancing for customers who weren't serious about getting the project done. Right. Of the half who remain – 25 or half of those will eventually hire us. So we're down to the bottom 25% who actually yes. want to do an on-site, you know, well, 25% who are actually going to move forward with us. Right. And here's the fun part of those. Guess what? About half, we can sign a contract without ever going to the house. They can send us enough pictures. We can say, here's what it's going to be. Here's the estimate. It's two guys for a day or it's this is that, whatever it might be. Half of our, 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 our clients for last year, we did not do a proposal visit. The other half, we did a proposal visit. We went out. They paid us. We, we They paid us a consultation fee. We went out. We added it all up, did the whole scope of work, wrote them a quote, did the whole thing. And we had, I think the number was about 25 customers who paid the 200 to $500 proposal fee, got the quote from us, and then didn't hire us to do the work, which, okay, at least I got paid for my bidding time. So I didn't. Right. Again, go out there and waste a bunch of time for somebody who wasn't serious. When I say you need a pre-qualification process, this why. What if I had to, Paul, go out to see 900 customers last year? That's basically three a day. That's, How would I ever a, get anything else done? That's quite um, the endeavor, yes. So we quote a lot of jobs from photos and customer descriptions alone. Um, over the last three years, we've been hired by progressively fewer and fewer clients to handle a slightly increasing average ticket sale job price. So our average ticket, our average sales ticket in 2018 was maybe $1,000 over all of our jobs. Yes. Last year it was over $4,000. Uh, and we're averaging about 150 to 250 completed jobs in a year. So, you know, some are small $400 handyman specials and others are $100,000 exteriors and kitchens. And it just runs the gamut. That okay. average ticket price keeps 
keeps increasing. So you've got to run your customers through a process. So for us, it's message boards, it's my response to them, and then our, our receptionist here does an intake form. And on her form, what phone line did they call in on? We have three. And so I put one phone number in Facebook. I have one face phone number for our web team on all of our web and so SEO type stuff. I have a third phone number in our truck. And I know which phone number they called in on so I can track our marketing efforts and see, are we getting them from the truck? Are we getting them from the, the website and the SEO right. stuff we're paying for? Are we getting them from my efforts on Facebook? And by and large, a lot of stuff is still coming here. Although people are starting to Google us, they hear about us, and they Google us for the numbers that the comes in. Ask for photos. Give them a ballpark estimate. Get them some links to your videos, your playlists, your past projects, your reviews. Establish a target renovation budget with that customer. Hey, it won't be less than this. Is that number cool? No, I only want to spend on this. See ya. No, yeah, we're good with thirty-five thousand to fifty thousand. That's that's a good TR target renovation budget. Great. I can design when I have a budget in mind. But if I put really expensive tile and you got a, you know cheap budget, you're gonna be mad at me. If I put cheap tile and you have an expensive budget, you're gonna be mad at me. Tell me right. what you want to spend. Let's 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 build your project accordingly. Do the proposal meeting. Do the diagnostic visit. You know. See, you know, get that fee paid online in advance so it's in your pocket so you have it before you go out. Customers won't ghost you. Customers won't not show up to a meeting that they paid for. Now, you as a contractor better make sure that you're on time for that meeting. Right. Um, right. Do a proposal meeting, wow them, develop the scope of work, quote the materials, send the estimate, order the materials, schedule them, and then take your have your sales guy, your project consultant in our case, go out and meet the field staff on the first day to make the introductions and to hand that job off, hand that customer off, be that through line from beginning to end in your process. They see the sales guy at the beginning, our project consultant. They see them at the very end. He comes back and closes the loop. And, hey, how was everything that the team do? You know, whatever. Complete the work. Office staff stays in touch with everybody throughout the whole process. Hey, you're on deck. Hey, we're starting you next week. Hey, what days work for you? Get that final invoice. And when, and when the guys ask for the view, then the office staff is going to send that paid receipt. And with that paid receipt is links to those reviews again. And then go out and pick up the sign, say thank you, and invite them to do that video testimonial. Start to finish, that's the process. I like it, Drew. Very thorough. Thank you for explaining that, too. It's going to be very useful for our listeners who are interested in learning about this process. Drew, as we wind down and wrap up this episode, is there anything you'd like to add either about word-of-mouth referrals, lead generation, or, or anything at all you'd like to share? Um, I'll give you two tips and two book suggestions. Please. Right? If you're still giving free estimates in 2022, I have two words from you from Bob Newhart. Stop it. <laughs> your time is too valuable. Your evenings with your spouse and your kids are too valuable. Stop tap dancing for every client who rings your phone. Create a pre-qualification process. Make sure they're serious about completing this project, completing it soon, and completing it with you. Make sure they have the budget to do what they want to do before you jump in the truck and waste $15 in gas, an hour on the job site, and three hours writing a bid. I don't have time to visit 900 people when only 150 or 250 are going to hire us, but I can build a system to filter, screen, pre-qualify, and train my team to execute that system. And then as you gain popularity, as you gain reviews, as you gain word-of-mouth referrals, you can start charging for your time and expertise to do an on-site consultation. No more free estimates. Get paid for your time. And my friend Ross Causey of, of Contractor Education Network is working on a book on this subject. And uh, if you follow my Twitter, I'll give that to you in a minute. You can I'll, I'll post that when he gets that live. Thank you. Second thing, if you're giving your cell phone numbers to your clients, I have two more words for you. Stop it. <laughs> you can't be productive on the job site if your phone is ringing every five minutes. We ported my cell phone number to the office. I got a new number. The only people who have my cell phone number are my family, my staff, 
and a couple of close friends. Everyone else has to reach me at the office, including my high school and college buddies. If I had a client, I had a client one time get bent out of shape and I just had to explain to him that you know, he probably doesn't want me distracted while I'm working on his home, answering the phone every five minutes. And we give that same courtesy to all of our clients and our office staff does a wonderful job of playing gatekeeper. And in reality, clients think they need to talk to me, but they don't. My office staff's going to handle 95% of the inter interaction during the pre-qualification process. And then I can jump in where my experience and knowledge is most useful, allowing my wife and I to focus on our highest impact and highest income producing activities quote from John Astress. And let me ask you, Paul, in order to nail me down for this podcast, give my staff a grade. How did they do in their role as gatekeeper? I love that you're asking me this, uh, Drew. Thank you. So excellent. A, because I, I, I actually was tempted. Can I, can I just call Drew direct? But I think it was Diane. She took the call. She put me in touch with you. So it was like talking to you. And you did call me, so excellent, excellent. And, 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 I and to, oh, I'm sorry. And you got the information. They got you the information you needed, right? Yes, yes. And we put this together rather quickly on, on relatively short notice. So thank you. I, I got through to you as I needed to in the yep. end. Exactly. Yeah. And, and if you can train your staff to do that, you, Paul, I love you, but you don't need my cell phone number. Right? <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on a job site swinging a hammer on a ladder at the top of a roof. I don't right. want to be answering your call right now. Right. Um, I recently discovered an old book. And, and I don't, I think it was like 1980. I don't know. It's called Raving Fans by Ken Blanchard. And I'll put a link to that in my Twitter as well. Uh, it's a quick read. It's worth your time. Uh, if you need help trying to figure out how to grow your team, build your staff, I can also point you to Larry Janeski's book called The Highest Calling. And I listened to the audio version of that first. And then I bought the hardback edition with the journal. It was so, so worth it. So those would be my, those would be my tips. So Paul, yeah. Thanks for inviting me to join you today. This has been fun. You, you, you're welcome, Drew. Drew, I also read Raving Fans, and I found that to be very, very helpful. Great recommendation. I'll check out the other book as well. Drew, thank you very much for being our guest today. We appreciate your time and your insight. And I've been enjoying your recent found in the field photos you've been sharing with us. So please keep them coming. On behalf of AirVent, the industry, and homeowners, thank you, Drew, very much for today. Thank you, Paul. I know this information is going to be valuable for your listeners, and I've enjoyed passing along some of what I've picked up from others who have gone before me over the years. And, and the goal is just to, to pay it forward. If your listeners want to keep up with what we're doing, it's at Drew Cope, C-O-P-E, on Twitter, and at Cope Built on YouTube. And uh, one constant drumbeat with our team is reminding them that generating word-of-mouth referrals is all about wowing our clients, so much so that they feel compelled to tell the world that it's not just done, it was Cope Built and looking for ways to better serve our clients and be more efficient. Wow. Thank you, Drew. Love it. Wow your customers. Word of mouth referrals from happy customers choosing to rave about you, your business, and your service can be quite powerful, which is what we talked about today. Keep setting the table for such leads by delivering outstanding service start to finish. Wow your customers. Well, that wraps up this episode. Please leave a review on YouTube or whatever platform you used to listen to this episode. Be sure to let us know if there's a topic you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Maybe you'd like to be a guest one day like Drew was a guest. Drop us a note on the podcast page of our website, airvent.com. You can also reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And please come back for more Airing It Out with Airvent. I'm Paul Chelsea. Thanks for listening.